Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern in the Sire Studios Digital Network. Secretsofthesire.com, YouTube.com slash Sire Studios, Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire, Twitch.tv slash Secrets of the Sire. You can find our podcast on all major podcasting apps, Spreaker, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we're out there. I am your host, Michael Dolce, as always joined by my co-host extraordinaire, Mr. Hassan Godwin, Lord of the live stream. How are you doing, sir? I'm, uh, I'm doing good. Thank well, we, we are joined in I studio I couldn't come tonight. up with any snark in, in time for that, so I, I just have to go with good. <laughs> we are joined <laughs> in virtual studio tonight by a, uh, a re- recurring guest host who demanded he come on because he's seen uh, Darren Who is he Sanchez. to demand from us? Look, who Darren, is he? Darren Sanchez and Jeff Gomez, and even <laughs> Fabian Nicieza has now surpassed him in, in guest. That's true. So, uh, Mr. Pat Shan, writer extraordinaire, how you doing, sir? I'm well. I do. I, I want to contest your numbers, though. You know, I feel like um, yeah. not only am I the most requested guest, right? <laughs> I'm also, I mean, I've, um, I've done the show 27 times, right? So, I don't think so. Is that fuzzy, man? <laughs> That's I, don't, I don't think so. Fabian, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. D- did you create that? Sure. No. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's that's hinky. That math is a little hinky. We appreciate it, though. I like I like the uh, the wonky <laughs> math. All right, tonight, uh, No Watchmen season two, Batwoman comes out again. Uh, we do a quick bloodshot trailer, truth or trash, with the real question being, why are more people not talking about the bloodshot movie? And we are spinning the comics to movies racks. But first, we're going to start out with Oscar Isaac headlining the Ex Machina movie, which, by the way, is called The Great Machine. It's from birthmoviesdeath.com. Uh, Oscar Isaac of uh, Rise of Skywalker fame, along with uh, he was also in uh, that, that god-awful X-Men Apocalypse movie. Uh, he Oscar be- Isaac's been around for, like, he's been in everything. You can't really just n- prattle off, like, one or two of his credentials. He's well-known. He is well-known, well yes. He will be headlining Brian K. Vaughan and Tony Harris's Ex Machina, one of the best reads of the past decade, according to Birth Movies Death, which I actually concur. Uh, he will be playing Mitchell Hundred, uh, who becomes the super-powered mayor of New York City. Uh, the movie is now called The Great Machine, uh, only because there was a movie called Ex Machina, and they don't want to, you know, confuse the two. Uh, it's an award-winning series. Uh, it made it to the adaption process, and it will be out. Um, my only thing on this, uh, great series, by the way. Has, has everyone read it? Pat, no. have you read it? Oh, yeah, it? of course. Of course, yeah. It's, um, it was actually one <laughs> of the first... Like, no, uh, no, I got nothing. Uh, full, 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 yeah, it's great. It is uh, very nine eleven though, and I mean that not in a not in a bad way. Just a the the whole kind of sh- I don't want to call it shock value because nothing Brian K. Vaughan while is shocking is done for just shock value. Uh, right. It was the first series. It was the first like anything I feel like to deal with nine eleven. It came out I think in oh four or oh five, and the spoiler alert the cliffhanger to it was you know that. Mitchell Hundred, who was a superhero at the time, actually saved one of the towers, and it was kind of controversial in its own right, just for just for 
even touching upon that. Yeah. I mean, we have no idea what this is going to be, but I mean, I, I guess it's got to be kind of similar. I mean, is it going to have that same kind of impact? Oh yeah. I mean, I'd be shocked if they didn't uh, have the same scene. That's one of the defining scenes of the whole series, you know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, plus like people, um, uh, people even outside of the superhero genre, and I'm not saying that this book does this, but mm-hmm. people love historical uh, tragedy porn, you know? Like, yeah. um, people watch all these movies about, like, Pearl Harbor, you know? Um, people would rather see, like, a black actor win an award for a slave movie than, like, enjoy fucking bad boys, you know? Like, <laughs> people love just, like, s- s- seeing sad moments of history. And now that superheroes are the dominant genre of film, we're going to start seeing those two merge. And at least this is a good story, you know? Hassan, why have you not read this? That's it. You're fired. All right. (laughs) He's really really leaving now. That's it. He's, He's done. Actually, can I say it's kind of um I kind of miss you two being in the same room together. You guys usually have this like sort of like heat between you, if you know what I mean. You know, this so, like pulsating tension between the two of you. What do you mean? Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. And, and now you we're, know we're apparently just, tensionless now. Mm, so I know we have no, we have no tension. You're sharing a screen, you know, it's like you know, it's like I was allowing you to finish your spiel about how this uh, comic book that I have absolutely no interest in is one of the greatest <laughs> comic books ever made. So I was letting yeah, that I was letting that uh, cook a little bit, you know. I more mean the physicality of this, you know. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we miss being in the room with you because that beard alone. Uh, I don't. That beard alone. <laughs> yeah, that, that beard was. We'd be competing with the beard right now. I know. I know. Be, I know. It's been taking up a lot of room in the in the room. All right, another uh, big story that just hit. Uh, this was a dead week. See, we've been we've been flirting with these dead these dead weeks for a while now, and uh, and I think it's finally hit. Don't us. flirt with your weeks. That's the I know. problem. I know. Leave it's, your weeks alone. It's here. Ruby Rose's Batwoman comes out as gay on CW show. Uh, Ruby Rose's Batwoman just told Gotham City the truth about her sexual orientation. Sunday night's episode of the CW series of Batwoman. Planted a rainbow flag for the representation cause as Batman's cousin Cat Kane told the world that she's a lesbian crime fighter. I'm a big fan of Cat. Did she come out as Batwoman or did yes. she come out as lesbian Batwoman? Yeah, <laughs> Not you know, like, 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 what's the come out? Did she come out to to Gotham as Batwoman that she is Batwoman or that she's a lesbian? The mid-season premiere episode. Uh, was written by showrunner Caroline Dries and depicts Rose's caped crusader opening up about her sexuality, even though it might jeopardize her secret identity. The choice uh-huh. was an easy one, but the hero made it after hearing the heartache of a teen character whose parents have refused to accept her sexual identity. Okay. It's the- kind of a non-starter because she was, she was, well, I'm a, very see, clearly, I- she was, her sexual orientation was very clear from episode one. I'm a, so I mean, I, I guess the I guess the the headline is that she actually just told the rest of Gotham. Correct. Yes. But, but I mean, it's not like that. It's not like she came out to the audience because we all we all well, pretty much. Also, you you know, I'm a big fan of canon, right? I'm a big fan of like anything that kind of happens in the comics and then they bring it onto onto screen. Like I'm a big fan of that. So yeah, for for the rest of us, we're kind of like, but we, we kind of knew she was a lesbian already. <laughs> yeah. So. Exactly. 
So, yeah, but but hey, I, I mean, mean the, 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 it was kind of momentous when Tony Stark announced he was Iron Man because the trope is mm. that every superhero has a secret identity. You know, like that's the ongoing through line. So the fact that he just he just went public with I'm Iron Man, you know, right. was kind of a, a you know, right. uh, unprecedented ending to it. But, you know, if if the character is, is already gay and we know the character is gay. And then she comes out to Gotham and she, you know, she lets, she lets the Gotham know that she, it, she as a superhero persona is gay. Mm-hmm. That's important in canon, but it's not, I mean, I don't know why it's a headline. Slow personally. week. Pat, Pat, are you watching, <laughs> of, are you watching any of the CW shows? No. Uh, and I mean, they oh, seem but he's not fired, right? He's okay. He's still in. <laughs> he's just a guest. Okay. I can okay. click him off anytime I want to. Yeah, all right, all right. I get it now. Let's see how it all I mean, works. Let's see how it I all mean, works. I mean, I wouldn't say I know why, too. Guess, I know why. Oh, know? making making yeah. making innuendos. I'm making you innuendos. Yeah, you know, like I'm not just a guest. He's I am privileged to know, be here. The uh, you know, most Yeah, this is your thirty ninth time on the show, isn't it? Yeah, it's my forty seventh time. And um <laughs> Yeah. By the time the show is over, he's going to be the show. Like, we're the guests. We're the guests. Yeah. The Pat Shandauer. About these shows, though, you know, I haven't seen any of them. Um, but I will say, you know, it's cool to have a gay superhero who's out. But also, anyone who looks at Ruby Rose once knows, you know? <laughs> so it's like she's coming out doubly just by being there, you know? <laughs> I just watched. Are you guys Curb Your Enthusiasm fans by any chance? Controversial. Uh, what? Controversial. Do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Anybody? Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah. On occasion. I've seen there's, a couple of episodes. There's an episode. Uh, so I'm trying to catch up because there's a new season out. And last season, he, uh, he gets his hair cut by this woman uh, who's, who's a lesbian. She's talking about her lesbian wedding that's coming up. And he goes, he goes How does that work? And she goes, Well, I'm going to be the bride. I'm going to walk down. He goes, I don't get bride vibe from you. <laughs> like, no. Wow. no should, yeah, there's a whole... Yeah, but he's not, he's not the guy you should be emulating socially. Amazing. He's not, he's not the guy you Pat should Chan be following. Just, Pat Chan just Larry Davided. <laughs> no, you know, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say I've Larry Davided, but, but the thing is that um, I've met lesbians, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get worse. Pat, there is nothing you can say <laughs> that Hassan won't make it seem as if you are a misogynist, racist, homophobe. That's oh what, my God! That's Hold what Hassan on. That's going to be me. That's what Hassan does. Okay, he, he will right. make you feel uncomfortable and awkward about it, trying to explain yourself, even though you're trying oh, to do no, the no. exact opposite no. of. Everything I have saved the show a number of times by letting everybody know <laughs> that we are socially conscious. While you or you pontificate on the on the side fringes there about all these social things that you just quite don't get, and you wonder if they're a thing, and I'm here to say, all right, that's a thing, so we should back off a little. Oh, there's that pulsating tension. A little bit of room. <laughs> See, it doesn't matter. It comes right through. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Comes right through your 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 television screen. Oh, I got it like this. My fault. Okay, I'll wear it. I'll wear it fine. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. All right. I'm, I'm, I, I, I got to go. Yeah, when it was, it was we good, come guys. back. It was fun. <laughs> when we come back, <laughs> we're going to talk Watchmen season two. Alas, there is none when we return.
check out the all-new Sire Studios website, sirestudiosinc.com. Find all your back issues for The Sire, Mainstream, Undone, and more. And be on the lookout for news and announcements, convention appearances, and brand new podcasts coming to Sire Studios. That address again is sirestudiosinc.com. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture. I want to reach out to our patrons. Uh, go to patreon.com slash secrets of the sire. That address will be changing very soon to Sire Studios. But we want to thank dedicated fans Tom Osa, Craig Caruso, Einar Peterson, Matt Beyer, Omar Morales, Brian Phillips, our program director Stephanie Dolce, and as always our Uber fan, Christina Dolce. Go support us on patreon.com slash secrets of the sire. Mr. Pat Shan. Writer extraordinaire is our guest tonight. He is our guest uh, co-host, uh, I guess, whatever I want to call you, our, our Tom Hanks, our Alec Baldwin. Uh, oh, wow. Give, give our audience out there just a taste of some of the stuff that you've got going on right now. Uh, going on right now, um, I'm launching a Kickstarter on February 4th for the Ooh. fourth volume of uh, my series, Destiny New York. Um, I'm, like, I'm I, like two volumes behind. I'm still reading volume two, and I... I it's it's my it's it's me thing, not a you thing. I've been reading it and putting it down and reading it and putting it down. And I got to catch up. I have volume three sitting there as well. Well, for, for those who are trying to catch up on the whole series, we'll have options to buy the entire series there. There um, you go. I'm going to have nice. stuff to announce. Uh, a, a new Black Mask book coming out later on this Very year. Very cool. And uh, yeah, some is cool that going to be creator owned or is that are you being uh, commissioned yeah, to do great. so? That's it's great, man. Owned. All right. Thanks, Thank you. That's, uh, that's what we got. Uh, all right. Big thing that came out uh, this past week. Uh, everything kind of came out like right after our show ended last week, but either way. Uh, HBO will not pursue a second season of Watchmen after the creators bow out, um, or the creator bows out. Uh, this is coming from USA Today. Uh, Watchmen won a loyal following and critical acclaim as a superhero comic series was adapted into a politically relevant drama about race and the criminal justice system. But don't look for a second season which wrapped up its nine-episode run last month, uh, largely because Damon Lindelof isn't interested in doing it. Uh, HBO programming chief uh, Casey Bloys told USA Today Wednesday that Lindelof, co-creator of ABC's Lost, uh, and also created HBO's The Leftovers, brilliantly took this graphic novel and just kind of broke it open, created a whole new world. It's really in Damon's thinking about what he wants to do. If there's an idea that excited him for another season, maybe like a Fargo or a True Detective, or if he wants to do something different altogether, we're very proud of Watchmen. What I'm most interested in is what Damon wants to do. And that answer is in nothing, because Lindelof also told USA Today uh, he wants he has no interest in second season, though he's given his blessing should HBO want to pursue it on their own. Uh, Bloys conceded that's unlikely to happen. It would be hard to imagine doing it without Damon involved in some way. Pat, did you... Uh, we actually, we unprecedentedly covered every single episode of, of Watchmen oh, wow. of this uh, every week. Because it was... It, you know, honestly, it was funny. That first episode was, was uh, you know, really brought you into it. And then by, like, episode two or three, we're kind of like, oh, I don't know, but we're going we're gonna to commit to this nine-episode run. And, and, you know, people really seemed to, to dig it. I mean, people really uh, were intrigued and interested. Now, is that something you consumed at all? Did you consume Watchmen? 
Not yet, but it's one that I wanted to wait. This, I mean, I wanted to see it to completion. I, I wanted to see it all in one go. So um, I would have been- waited had I found out that it was going to be more than one season till it was over. But now mm. that it's one season, I can kind of dive in. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Damon Lindelof. Uh, I enjoy Watchmen. And um, he has, his previous shows were both two of my favorites of all time. Did so, yeah. you manage to get to be spoiler-free about this, uh, see, about anything on HBO? Or, or are you aware of some of the stuff that's kind of going on? Uh, you know, I know some of the stuff, but I don't know enough about these new characters to really connect any of the dots, you know? So um, yeah. I'm going in mostly fresh. Now, Hassan, I'm going to ask a question on his behalf. Why are you a fan of Damon Lindelof? Oh, because he made two of the best shows of all time. I, I, I already know Hassan enough through our conversations <laughs> to know that he wouldn't like or understand Lost or appreciate The Leftovers, right? We have different tastes there as far as those, dudes go, those two go. You know, if you're not going to like... I love Lost. I, I'm, a big, I'm a big Lost fan. And, and, and I understood why in the middle of Lost everyone got turned off, but it was for the exact reason when, you know, network television back then was like, no, we're going to keep you on as long as humanly possible. And Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse are like, well, we don't know how to tell the story because we don't know when it's going to end. So I forgive, I forgive like that middle of season three when they kind of were, you know, walking around aimlessly. Um, you know, I'm surprised you do because you you uh, for 27 episodes. <laughs> it wasn't. No, it wasn't for 27 episodes. I mean, it, it, once once they had an end date, I thought yeah. they, I, I thought every week was was answering questions, you know, asking new ones, uh, but leading somewhere. Uh, whether you yeah, like I mean, it or not. There, yeah, there's more. There, there's more character work in the dullest season of Lost than the entirety of Star Wars times ten. But I will say. Um, <laughs> uh, I am surprised and delighted my, that you uh, stuck with it because I know that you like um, you have a low patience for shows that kind of like jump the shark or stray from uh, stray from the initial concept. Sometimes you know, uh, so Lost definitely did that many times. You know, there are definite points in Lost where I I can see them losing people, even though I think that they shouldn't be lost. You know, especially ooh, because ooh, I see what you did there. Oh, oh my god! Seriously, seriously. <laughs> especially because it was in a time where you couldn't binge it. You know, it would be a much different story if it was a binge era series. But think about it: we watched that series back then, not knowing what was going on until the end of each season. You know, yeah. so it's kind of crazy. But yeah, yeah. Hassan, were you a Losty? You you don't like Lost at all. You you're still like you don't like Lindelof. Period. Right. Lindelof and Abrams. No, combined. I mean, I was I was with it for a little while. I was with it until they, like, I think season season two. Um, season two. That's that's the beginning. Season two dude. or three, because I got into it late. Because I didn't. I don't like. I don't trust network television. Yeah, I don't I like you. mystery TV shows because I don't. I don't think they'll be on long enough for you to learn the mystery. And I've right. and, and and you just get burned, you know. So you just get into it, and then you get burned. You find out it's being canceled. Everybody starts a letter campaign, and nothing yeah. works, and then it just goes away. And then maybe if you're lucky, sometimes it gets picked up by a streaming service or something like that, or some other. But it usually doesn't happen, especially back then. Yeah, back and, then and it was nothing. Yeah. In the early aughts, it was not happening. So I took a while to get into it. Everybody was getting into it, so it was mm-hmm. it was a little difficult to avoid after a while. I got out of it when they. Um, when they opened that hatch and they kept that cliffhanger f- 
for four weeks. Like there was like they opened the hatch and then they then they then the next episode they did the same day from someone else's perspective. Oh yeah, and it yeah. Ended yeah. and they opened the hatch again. And then the next episode they did it from someone else's perspective and then they ended it and opened the hatch again. And I was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the hatch? What's the hatch? <laughs> and I mean like yeah, and I, I don't think I, I I bailed on the um I bailed on the 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 being being enamored with it. I bailed on the majesty of the show. I stuck with it a little while longer when they went into the hatch. He realized he had to press his button to save the world. X blah blah yeah. blah. I think also when Michelle Rodriguez, they made a big deal of her character, or whatever. But she was she was being such a pain in the butt that they killed her off, mm. and then they killed off uh, you know they they killed off the other girl who was with her. Um, yeah, was, well, was, you know, a little off, then, the, you know, off the off the screen drama with that uh, yeah and i was like oh my god that's like it and it it kind of had this it kind of started to develop this thing that that was um was later mastered by uh walking dead where it's like everything is so fluid that you just can't there's no running narrative it's just a, it's just event every week like this is going to be an event this is mm-hmm. going to be an event this is going to be an event and if you're not into the event of the week on your show with, with no through line and no narrative, then you're not, you know, you're not going to be, I'm one of those people. I can't hold, if I can't hold on to the characters, I can't hold on to anything in the show. Because the premises, and they also lie. Because around season two, they were like, everybody's dead. They all died in the plane crash. Yeah. Like, give us a break. Come on. We, we know they all died in it. And Lindelof, everybody else was like, nope, nope, that's not how it ends. Wait, no, but they, they didn't though. That's not what happens. It's kind of what happened. No, it's not at all what happens, though. That, that's Spoiler. not the end. Yeah, that's just not the ending. Yeah, no, that's just not the ending. What's the ending, then? I don't give a damn about anybody who hasn't seen Lost. What's the ending? I, I said spoiler. You can do whatever you want now. <laughs> so it's, it's their fault now. You yeah, said it, did, well, you said it a little late, though. 15 what's, years what, later. What's the ending? All right, so the reason that many people think that they died in a plane crash is because the final season uses a flash-forward device that has the characters in a limbo-type scenario where they all meet in the afterlife. However, everything on the island happened. In fact, in the final episode, someone says, everything that happened, happened. Yes. Everything. So these characters. So what was were, all that stuff then? No, no. What was what was the island? What was the smoke monster? What were, were what were who were the others? What was the, what I mean, was everything? What was Dharma? <laughs> I mean, just dude, watch the show. You know, like no, I will not watch the show. But you're saying <laughs> you're telling me it was a, it's a it's a great show. You can't yeah. you can't condense it. You can't put it into. You just asked me. It was battle good and evil. Of the, the battle show. of good and evil was what the island is. Right, and yeah. the last season was actually, as Pat had mentioned, was that it, it wasn't that they died in the plane or died in the island. It was whenever you die, you end up going to this purgatory where you end up with the, with the people you love or the people that you've had the most impact in each other's lives uh, and you meet a, in the afterlife. And that was essentially what the last season was. I didn't love the last season. Uh, but the last season, they all device. ended up dead. <laughs> yeah, because everyone eventually dies. Yeah, uh-huh. no, but you don't see them all eventually die. die. Yeah, I'll, they, I'll keep going on. But, yeah. ev- you know, eventually everyone dies and you... So it's like, take take the most impactful uh, part of your life and that's who you end up with in the episode. Okay, their interpretation sorry. Of- Hang on. Let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. What yeah. was the point of the story? What was the point of loss? It was a battle of good and evil. 
took place well, in the island. I mean, what's the point of but how did how did no, we're talking about loss. Why are you trying to what what what, what no, 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 about isms? No. That's my answer. That's my answer. It's the same story. How but how did they how did they combat evil? How did the good combat the evil? The good well, then I, I'd have to go remember that now. The good because I, I know I know how the good combats evil in Star Wars, if you want <laughs> to ask me a question. <laughs> hey, so how did the how did the good how did the good combat the evil if it's a story about good and evil it's essentially two forces one of good and one of evil and the good is attempting to put people in situations with the evil to prove that they will still in the end choose the way of the light yeah uh, okay. that's but that, and that it, my memory and some do and some don't and then those who do and don't end and they up have to crash on this island in order to be part of this uh um in this epic, uh, this, this titanic clash between good and evil? Yeah, they're, they're drawn there, yeah. They're drawn there to be... Yeah. Well, you're yeah. not really drawn to the island if you crash. No, 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 no but the, the plane was... They were yeah. drawn there. Yeah. They were all selected be beforehand. Let me, let me, let me, try, to, let me try to rein nonsense. this in for a second. Are we bummed, nonsense. are we bummed that there's, a, there's not a season two of Watchmen? No. Per personally, no. I mean, I, um, I like that <laughs> Because <laughs> you haven't seen it. <laughs> right, right, no, but I have a reason. I, I like that it's one and done. You know, I like um, the idea that a creator can look at something and go, that's the end of the story. I'm not going yeah. to greedily ask for more, even though I can't have more. Because I don't have an idea, I want this to be the end. And there is a certain, um, a certain grace in that. You know, it's funny because I threw this out on Facebook too, and I got like a mix of answers. Like, part of me is I'm I'm kind of split on it. I actually agree with you, Pat, that it's kind of neat. He can kind of just come in and tell a story and leave, and the network uh, will respect that and say, "Okay, we're we're good with that too." Even though this was our most watched um, uh, TV show since yeah, seven, Game of seven Thrones. million seven million people per episode. Yeah, so that yeah. was you know. Look, uh, Dave, let me throw out a, a name, Dave Lasnick, friend of the show. He, uh, he's a friend of mine. He's been supporting our show since day one uh, on the podcast. He has, he's, he's a lawyer in Stanford, Connecticut, has no comic book background, uh, just recently binged uh, the entire uh, season. He actually kind of gave us, he's like, I have no idea what's going on, but I love it. Yeah. And literally, he was, he's like, there's so much more to this. I can tell. I don't know what it is. I still don't know really what's going on, but he was riveted every single episode. So even the layman who doesn't necessarily have the comic book background uh, was really into it. So it's, there, it does take a lot to even pull you know, that you know, out. The other part of me is like, you know what? been waiting for, I haven't been waiting for a Watchmen, but he didn't mess it up. Like He didn't actually mess up the greatest graphic novel of all time uh, by doing this sequel. So, yeah. you know, to me, it's like... I don't think Pat agrees it's the greatest... Uh, no. No, Pat the also likes Age of Ultron. Of I mean, how does you know where where does oh, the context? Oh, so another hot take. That didn't. That no, was not even Watchmen's difficult great. to. That wasn't even hard to instigate. Holy crap! Chris Marino. <laughs> I'm not going to go into that one, but Watchmen is great. It's great, but I mean, you can't casually just call it the greatest of all time. Right now. I didn't casually. I I announced it that it is the greatest one. Chris Marino, <laughs> <is> just <laughs> like how for 25 years we were not bummed there was no Watchmen Volume Two. So no. A lot of no's. Then we got a flurry of yeses. Jordan Elizabeth Gelber, yes, but that's why there shouldn't be a season two. Uh, Chris uh, Ula, friend of the show, yes, but I like the way it ended, so I'll accept it as is. Dennis Calero, another friend of the show, a really great comic book creator himself. I'd rather it end on a high note of the writer um, 
doesn't genuinely have any good ideas to move the story forward. Um, Andre Brooks actually came in and said, yes, I hope Regina King pushes something to happen. So mixed, mixed review uh, in terms of whether people are bummed or not. It seemed like most people are like, nah, we're good. They're, they either didn't like it or they loved it and they were and they're good with good with it. Yeah, I think it's strong. I think it has a strong ending. I think it it stuck a, it stuck its landing. I think it's ironic that it, something that everybody universally agrees was like a was well done for Lindelof, mm-hmm. who has who does have a reputation some of his, for some of his shows. They have really bad endings. Um, I know he's he was on a podcast I was listening to a couple of weeks ago where he act- they actually talked about it. Like, yeah, this is, you know, this is really well received for you. You know, I mean, I don't think they emphasized for you, but they, they were talking about yeah. how well received it was. It was doing really well. And uh, so it's ironic that this is the one he doesn't want to get yeah. another bite of the apple for. Hey, you know? I think he's, but I think I it's get in, get him. out, right? Yeah. I respect him for deciding, look, I, I'm, I've, t- I told the story I wanted to tell. I, I'm, he is going out on a high note. The show yeah. is well received. It was done really well. People are actually upset. It's uh, they're not going to come back. It was not yeah. ignominiously canceled. Yeah. It was not stopped short before the story got a chance to tell itself. It was a one and done. We don't understand that anymore because even our movies are serialized. Yeah. So there's always going to be another one and another one and another one. So I don't think we. I, I think we now have to get used to this mentality of like you know sometimes there's only one. You know, yeah. sometimes you only get one really good Highlander movie and they shouldn't have made the other ones <laughs> because if you had stopped there, it would have been a classic. But now it's kind of tainted by these four or five other or the crow. Remember the crow? If they had yeah. left the crow alone, yeah. let the crow. No, I mean, the there's crow. so many, so many movies. Yeah. You know, you so could... like if, if people are. I think, and I, and I don't, I don't hold it against them. People are kind of, you know, wondering what to do after, you know, easily giving up eight years of their lives to Game of Thrones or, you mm-hmm. know, or Dexter or some of these other shows where there's this long-running, long-form storytelling, you know, kind of situation happening. The fact that you know he's going to leave it, and he left it. Spoiler alert! Well, not really a spoiler, but he kind of it was. It has an ambiguous ending, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, so it's it's. Uh, it, it's, it, but it, it's an ambiguous ending that works. That works just fine. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a finger to everybody who wants this. You know, wants this endless, endless middle, this endless content to grind into the ground. Yeah. Um. But it's also kind of a victory lap for him to to decide yeah. that he's gonna. You know, I want to find something else to do. So I, I don't really, I don't begrudge him. I'm glad he's not gonna have the opportunity to ruin it. Not to say that he would have, but I'm just saying I'm glad he's not going to keep going with it, and I'm I'm fine with it. Real quick, if you've got to rank the Lindelof shows, let's say mm-hmm. Leftovers, Watchmen, Lost, am I leaving anything out that he's done that is of any significance that we should rank? No, no. <laughs> put put those in order. I'll go. I'll go mine first. I'll say um, Lost. Then Watchmen, then Leftovers. I I would say uh, Watchmen, then Lost, then Leftovers. My my, let's let's have Pat answer before I go. In. <laughs> I was about to. Say um, I mean, dude, it's hard to answer. You know. Um, no, it's because, not. <laughs> no, yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, it might be. 
<laughs> I, no, I mean, if you have your brain, it could be easy to come to a, a, oh, a thought, you know, oh, 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 if you have a much oh, more advanced oh, brain, you know, you might how dare you? struggle, you might struggle, um, but, I mean, honestly, for me, loss and leftovers are both equal, um, leftovers is shorter, you know, so you have less character payoff, but it's perfect, lost is longer and flawed, but the payoff is higher, even though the low points are lower, it, it, it would... It would take Watchmen the series to be much better than Watchmen the graphic novel, which is already very, very good for me to rank it no. as equal or the higher. Series than is not, not better. I don't think you could get better than that graphic novel. And uh, that, that wasn't his goal also. Yeah, no. Continuation yeah. of the novel. Uh, here's right. the thing. The reason I didn't get into uh, the le- uh, Left Behind or Leftovers, leftovers. Or, or Turkey Dinner or whatever the heck Wait, hey, called. Hey, dude, have you seen it? Have you no. seen the show? No, I'm about to explain oh! it. I caught the first two episodes. Oh, whoa! So you're ranking a show that you haven't seen. And I said, what did I say, Pat? What did I say, Pat? You're not even listening. I said, I have to rank it last because I haven't Ooh. seen it. I just so love it. That's usually get your beard out of your hair, out of your ears. Get your beard out of your ears. I can't even fathom growing a beard like that. Like I you feel can't like rank it last. You gotta unlist it. Watchmen for me. No, I can't. No, no. You know why it's ranked last? I'll tell. I'll explain why. Because yeah. when it was when it was premiering, HBO yeah. said the, the two people in HBO said, "Hey, Damon, yeah, do you know why all these people disappeared? Do you know what is behind it without giving it away?" And he yeah. said, "My hope is that." The drama would be so good that nobody will remember that all the people disappeared in the first place and that we won't yeah. have to address it. Okay. F you, storyteller. F oh, hey, you no. for not knowing. No, no. That's not even a good, that's not even a, a lie a story, a good storyteller would say. Any, any normal storyteller would be like, of course I know where it's going to go. Of course, I'm not right. telling you, but of course well, I know where it's going to go. No, liar. That's A, that's A, B. How do you write a story and not know how it ends? Stop it. Okay. I will say this. Stop it. You, I will say this, you non-writing ass gentleman. Okay? That is so not how it works. That's uh, so not it how is, it works. It is. I that do is believe it is central, how it works. That is the central mystery of the story. That is the premise. You don't even have to resolve that at all. Does it resolve in the end? The central kind of mystery death. of your story doesn't have to be resolved. I said you're it saying, is the huh? It's the, I said if you listen, it's the, it it's the number one premise of the story of how everybody of, of the people who disappeared. Correct. It's, it's the, the number premise. one premise. Hey, do you want to hear an answer or not? Well, you're the one who was interrupting me, so I was, you know, that is not. I like, I don't have to do anything, which is that fantastic. is not the I'm truth. Just paying you back but, in time. Listen, 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 listen. That is not the central mystery. It's oh. the premise. Hey, okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you are the most interrupting ass dude I've ever met, dude. <laughs> Let us yeah. I've never seen someone think so highly of such small thought. Rank oh, okay. your own Linda. Those are ad hominems. He's throwing ad hominems at me. Hey, I don't know, I don't know what's that about. It. Throw it in the Facebook feed. Rank your Lindelof shows. I'm sure we missed a few. Throw it in the Facebook feed. We will comment and on the Facebook feed. Tell us feed why number three is leftovers. When we come back, the movie, the comic book movie no one is talking about, and I don't think it bodes well for the film when we come back. I'm everything my 19-year-old self 
fought hard to not be. Yes, you are the. It's like 19 year old are, self is like. You've become sell what out. you hate. You've become the enemy. 19 year old self, don't sell out. <laughs> yeah, 39 year old self is like. Sell out sell every night. Out. <laughs> like, sell it out, baby. First sell sign of out. trouble. First sign of trouble. Sell out. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, or as I like to call it, Pat Shand, Hassan Godwin, and only one will walk away. Uh, Mr. Pat Shand is a writer extraordinaire. He is a guest hosting with us, or guest co-hosting with us. Hassan is guest living in, in, in this uh, bubble that I brought him into. Uh, which wow. Is, which is the Secrets of the Sire. I was like, is, he, called, he said us. I wasn't a writer. That's funny. Well, he is. He just he's never written it. Written. Hey, yeah, no, I, read I, I said that. Stuff. I said that because you were speaking objectively about a writer who had an idea that you disagreed with. Okay, that idea is I, that. I'm allowed. I'm. I'm totally allowed to think that that is a horse shit uh, way of answering Bing. that question. I'm totally allowed. He, he, he said someone... F before, and you didn't bing him. So you shut up, Bill. I missed him. I missed him. No, yeah, said, well, said, you shut it. He said ass. <laughs> Bing. He said right. F F. <laughs> he said the, Did he really? the Yeah, he said the monster word. What do I gotta yeah. do? I gotta ho- I gotta host the show, I gotta <laughs> moderate the show, and I'm I gotta be the saying. censor. I, I was just saying. I would right. prefer someone to start counting the interruptions though. <laughs> That's actually the name of a good show. Uh, all right, let's move on to something really fast. Uh, we don't have to spend too much time on this because I don't think I think outside of myself, I don't think either of you guys have seen this. Uh, Bloodshot trailer, not only w- the first Bloodshot trailer, but the second one recently debuted. Uh, Bloodshot is based off the uh, po- popular Valiant comic. Uh, we're friends of the show. We had Lisa Hawkins, uh, editor over there right now, and she's been on a few times as well. And um, this is, if I were to tell you, like a movie with, starring Vin Diesel, who's like box office gold, comic book movie, you know, based off of a very popular character, it debuted not a single, I mean, it's not, it's not trending on Twitter. It's not, I mean, it was literally one of those things like, I had to stumble across it and go, oh my the gosh. One, the first one trended, though. The first one uh, caused Did a little it? bit of a, yeah. I remember, I, I remember seeing a lot of people talking about it. Well, that's I, good. Yeah. That's good then, because quite frankly, I the did, second one dropped and not a, not a peep. No, not that's a, peep. a problem. That's right? definitely a problem. No. So we usually do, and Pat knows this because he's been on, we do our trailer to the trash. Um, we, I mean, we can't even lead with this trailer because no one's talking about it. Uh, more people talked about the fact that a New Mutants trailer even came out after that movie was reportedly so bad that Fox wasn't uh, that Disney wasn't even going to air it. Um, you know, in theaters at one point, you know, people started going crazy over that. No one's talking about this. Uh, I mean, Pat, have you seen any of the trailers for Bloodshot? Do you know of Bloodshot, the character? No, no. I mean, I've heard of him, you know, but, um, and I hate to say this because I know, I know of Hassan's fondness for Valiant, you know, but, uh, I have never read a book by Valiant besides the ones that my friends have written. You know, I'm not really aware of their universe. Uh, yeah. 
I, I see them, you know, I wish them luck in having their properties cross over from comics to film. If they do, that'll probably blow their IPs up a little bit, you know? Um, uh, let me tell you, the trailer was actually really good. And I, I mean, I don't know if it's, there's been, there have been so many uh, reinterpretations of Bloodshot since the original one came out that, you know, one person said to me like, oh, that's not the Bloodshot that I remember. But they've been, he's been kind of reinvented so many times that uh, to me that, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just this, it's it's the, it's the look. It's the character. I think Vin Diesel is actually a pretty good representation of the character. And again, the trailer itself looks like. I mean, even just on on the on the surface of being a pretty good looking, like ass kicking, bing action movie. Yeah, it looks good, but no one's talking about it. Like no one's talking about it. I don't know. I mean, Hassan, what's 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 your trailer truth or trash over under prediction? for the movie itself like is it is it gonna i mean are we are we looking at a uh straight to straight to video or are we looking at a sleeper hit no. i mean i don't think it'll be a straight to video i think it, i think it will do relatively well considering at hellboy is. part two right now like like another incarnation of the recent uh incarnation of hellboy which did did not go over very well so i was asking you son i just said no I think it will do relatively well. What's relatively well? Twenty million opening weekend. What's 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 oh, Atomic boy. Blonde? Atomic Blonde was uh, based off a comic book, and uh, it did like eighteen or nineteen million in the opening weekend, and that was you know considered like a hit for the budget and 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 kind of the expectations. Yeah. Uh, are we are we looking around that same? Maybe maybe so. I think that that'd be reasonable, considering it's not a it's not Spider Man, it's not right. super well known, and it's not in the MCU. Right. Um, it also doesn't but, scream superhero because it's it's not. I mean, it's it's more superhuman. Than yeah, but I mean, you you got a good chance because Vin Diesel's in it, mm -hmm. and that'll be you know that'll that'll get him over. I mean, who knows? His vehicles outside of Fast and Furious haven't been that super stellar. No. Um, including Riddick. Yeah. But uh, you know. I mean, they would have been better off with The Rock because he can seem to carry franchises outside of whatever whatever main franchise he's in. I'd go see a Rock movie just because it's the it's the Rock. Like, I mean, what was the one where he's climbing skyscraper? I'm just like, I didn't yeah. see it, but but I'm like, ah. <laughs> I'm like, it's the Rock. Like, if I did go see it, I I would probably enjoy it, even though it's. I, and I'm and I know there's a rivalry between uh, Diesel. And, oh yeah. and The Rock. So oh, yeah. I don't they, I don't they mean to, each other. I don't mean to. To, to kick that off i'm what i'm basically saying is i think he's got enough star power and it's a superhero comic book that's fairly known and it's currently out so it's not even being a, it's not even an issue that's being resurrected mm -hmm. not a property that's being so uh i think it's got a good chance to do maybe 2030 on the opening weekend and yeah. then maybe that'll boost it to getting a sequel or whatever and you can make something stronger out of it i i'm but i'm the second you're you're right the secondary launch it seems like it was being buried you know it wasn't even in you know and it's funny it was one of those things where uh so i found that great graphic that we used on, on i think it was either last week's show or the show before where uh movie film uh on instagram put together all the movies coming out the big ones and it, it wasn't on it and, you know, I mean, they have some of the ones where I'm like, you know, it's questionable at best kind of thing. And I don't know. I'm I'm thinking under 20. Pat, if you had an over and under opening weekend, 
Oh man, it's hard to say because I, I don't know the property. I, I don't know how many people know it, so I don't really have a strong opinion. I, I mean, it's probably gonna bomb because it, it, <laughs> uh, like, I don't have a strong opinion. It's terrible. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because we're in an era where superhero movies are the norm, and this isn't that known of a superhero. But if if we were doing this like in 2001, it would probably be that weekend's big hit, you know. But I, I don't really know. I don't know. If yeah, over under 20 million. What do you think? Give me, give me a, a, I will not hold oh, you to it. Uh, under for sure, but I'm not, sh- I'm not sure yeah. how much under. You know, I'm not sure. It, I mean, it'll probably be the only one, but who knows? I really don't know. That that's just me throwing something out there for you guys. Don't throw anything at me. I'm, I'm going to approximate, approximate 13 million in its opening weekend. Like that's 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 this like long range. Yeah, sucks, but I mean, which actually okay. sucks. No, it, it just sucks. I mean, because it's like you want the the beauty of a character like that doing well kind of opens the, the door for the rest of us who are making. I don't think you think it sucks. Thing. What do you mean? I don't think you think it sucks. I do actually. Like, I'm pulling. I'm pulling for it. I would like. It I to- think if you thought it sucked, your your attitude would be, "Why the heck is nobody? Why the heck are they burying it like this?" Instead of predicting how little it's going to make. You could do that's both. A, that's a completely different different state of, of no, play. You could right do there. both. You could actually. I don't think it's going to do well, and that's unfortunate. I feel bad. I want it to do well. Um, but I'm saying if I had to make a prediction, that's my prediction. Um, that's well, why would you predict be. a negative, though? Because I'm a realist. That's what I'm saying. I, look. It's not all this, the, the world is not all uh, sunshine and roses here, you know. I mean, I, I I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I'm just I just think it's a weird track to take if you're supporting the film, you know that that you think it's going to do pretty, very poorly. Maybe I'm trying to will it to do well by telling everyone it's going to do so poor. I mean, it's not negative if he's just saying I think it'll do poor. He's not saying I hope it'll do poor. Exactly. Well, in, in the sense that we never do, we never do like box office predictions. So that's a new track for us. Oh, okay. You know? That's not true. So, we've we've yeah, done it. We've, we've done it with Jeff Gomez on. Very rarely do. Yeah, and we let him do it. <laughs> you and I don't do it. You know, so it's just it's just kind of like a weird like aside that you know. Yeah. My, personal opinion yeah i mean yeah. new mutants yeah, is gonna be right new mutants supposedly but i mean there's a possibility it won't i think got, it, it got a little bit of buzz when it, it when it when it popped out so that's true that's true it but, did. but there's a possibility and then if they're, they're saying if it does do well then it will be incorporated into the mcu yep if it doesn't really? it will stay outside of yep. it yeah yep that's weird that they're pulling in things now because I noticed um, in Venom they're like trying to pull not, not Venom um what the hell was it uh Jared oh, Leo Morbius Morbius, Morbius. Yeah, yeah, yeah Morbius yeah, oh, yeah they're trying to pull it in now yeah oh, and yeah. I wondered how, how much of that is Sony kind of leveraging Spider Man against Marvel you know because Marvel doesn't want that shit you know there was that oh yeah thing uh, bing, bing. <laughs> there we go Wait, can, can we not curse though. Or no, we can. I just like we just like making people uncomfortable. He likes being too. obnoxious. Oh, about gotcha, it. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, there was um, I forget when it was, but there was a conversation between um, uh, Amy Pascal, I think, from Sony, and yeah. Kevin Feige I'm from Feige, Marvel. Yeah, yeah and uh, Amy was talking about how that that they were going to make all the Sony properties tie into the MCU, and you just see Kevin sitting there uncomfortable as hell. And then the next day, they announced actually that wasn't true at all. You know, so it yeah. seems like. 
uh, Sony was like, you know what? We'll take Spider-Man until you make that trip. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, yeah, who knows? Who knows? Um, well, they were talking about like how Sony was in pretty bad shape for a while, for a long time, even, even yeah. with uh, Venom. Because they lost uh, so many things, they lost the you know uh, uh, they they lost a couple of properties. And they out out of sorts with uh, James Bond. There's a bunch of things that that just kind of didn't go well for them. Yeah. And then uh, you know they're talking about like the good thing about uh, the Bad Boys movie doing well this weekend, which made almost like you know like sixty million dollars yeah. over the weekend. And uh, good for Will a couple Smith. of other things. Yeah, I mean, he needed it after Gemini Man. Mm-hmm. You know, he did it, he did really yeah. good with uh, with Aladdin, but then you know, then he had Gemini Man. So of course, yeah. that just that 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 skewed his figures. So now this is putting him back. You know, kinda... isn't, it, isn't it amazing too? Though I mean, he was box office gold for so many years. I mean, there was not a. It, it was almost just okay. Will Smith movie coming out. It's going to be amazing, and just you know, kind of disappearing for a little while. And then aging into a different, you know, kind of bracket where the next generation doesn't know Will Smith. Yeah. You know, it, it's amazing to think like, boy, he really needed this. He really needed, you know, but he did. Like he did. Like, the, he needed that, it. That's weird. I am happy for him too, actually. I was thinking that because, um, yeah, he's been, I don't know. I, I have always seen him as that, you know, I've seen him right. as, as my The Rock, right? I, yeah. would seen, I mean, dude, I saw Hancock. I would have seen Hancock 2 in theaters, yeah. you know? <laughs> Come on, dude. I mean, yeah, to me, Will Smith is just no matter what he's in, it's entertaining. And, yeah. um, I mean, did I see uh, Gemini Man? No. But am I sad that it's getting kind of shat on? Yeah, man. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's a half thing. All right. Supposedly, supposedly it was like a very 90s movie, and that's yeah. one of the reasons it, it just it – just, the, the tropes didn't play yeah. in modern yeah. – you know, and yeah. it was also supposedly ultra HD, so they could only play it in certain theaters. It was like a lot of stuff that went a lot of things working against it. it. Yeah, That's weird. Things working against it. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we go spinning the racks. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. I want to thank our guest, Mr. Pat Shand, uh, who is a uh, guest, guest spotting in, uh, in his usual role as a uh, Alec Baldwin slash Tom Hanks. This is officially your fourth show, by the way. I just wanted to let you that, know. Hey, hey, dude. You've made it. Okay. Made no, it way, wait, no, no. no way. You mean okay. 400th. Oh. <laughs> this is uh, 400th. I am joking that I've been on so many times, but I have for sure been on at least eight times. And, and that's... Dude, that's um. It doesn't. It doesn't count twice. The beard does not count as a separate person. <laughs> I so was on the phone. You double. You doubled your, your your just by your beard. <laughs> I was on the phone once. I was in the other studio at least three times, and I was in the latest studio maybe once or twice. Okay. Hey, dude, I remember that's more the than four. Limbs. Inaccurate. Uh, all right, oh, we do this right. every that's week. The two of you. We go spinning the rack. Image Comics publisher 
there are way too many books for comic stores to handle. Uh, this is coming off of a wonderful article, which I did not source in my little notes here, but one of the big problems... Oh, Newsarama. Sorry, it's from Chris Arendt from Newsarama. I knew, there was, I knew there was a reason why I didn't even uh, source it. Chris Arendt, friend of the show, who's been on at least eight times. <laughs> one of the big problems facing the comic industry is way too many books, according to Image Comics publisher Eric Stevenson. Comic book stores can't keep up with ordering them. There's just too much to keep track of. And if a specialty market catering to this type, specific type of content is overwhelmed... That's definitely going to be an issue for other sales channels. Uh, worse, it's going to trickle down to readers because at $4 and $5 an issue, that limits the number of comics someone can reasonably afford within a single month or every month. Uh, Pat, you, you've kind of started your own business just doing Kickstarters. I mean, almost to the point where how big, how big is the retailer to you right now in terms of your income? My income, it, it, like it's, making uh, comics, like making comics. You know, it's complicated because in the direct market, I still do do work for hire, and uh, well, so I'm asking. No, that's what I'm asking. Like, just percentage wise, direct market. How much direct market stuff are you doing uh, in the books that you do? In terms of like, is it thirty percent, fifty percent? You know? Oh yeah, I'm um I'm a twenty five percent direct market, seventy five percent solo dolo. Yeah. Yeah, through Kickstarter, right? I mean, that's. That's the business model going forward. I, I, I once, I, we're talking to a publisher right now, and, and uh, I'm telling him my long-range plans. I said, yeah, I want to get into stores. And he goes, why? Like, he, that was his big question. Like, the first question out of his mouth is, why would you? He says, I don't understand. Why would you even want to bother with that? He's like, you can't make any money uh, <laughs> making comics. I said, well, yeah, well, welcome to comic books. But, um, but through Kickstarter and direct, you know, uh, direct to consumer, it feel, I feel like, I feel like you absolutely can, and I feel like the comic book retailer just has so many things against, working like against it. And this is just another example. Uh, Hassan, you and I were we were all talking, you know, off air, and you know, this is almost like the streaming stuff. It's just too much content out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's pretty much the same thing. It's like it seems like it's a bubble that's going to burst soon. Is what I was saying. Mm -hmm. It's because if there's too much stuff, if there's a glut in the, I mean, it doesn't seem like anybody is is suffering. That's the strange thing. Like everybody's getting paid for the for the content. The content is out there. Mm -hmm. The content is getting there's it's getting recognized, it's getting noticed. But a lot of people are just complaining that there's just too much stuff to concentrate on. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's what's gonna if that's gonna inspire a, a glut of apathy in the in the readership and in the viewership to the point where they just kind of withdraw from everything. I don't I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, distraction is the name of the game. That is like the that is the hallmark. That is the pastime of our society. Is like you know, it's being entertained. So um, I don't know if it, it was it would exactly happen, but it can't. It's it's not it's not infinite. You can't have too much content forever. Something's yeah. got to give. Well, it's funny because St Stevenson actually kind of goes on over the course of 2019. We've launched fewer books, like a third less. We're planning to to continue that going into this year because we saw positive results from thinning the line over the course of this year. I, I say it all the time though, too. I don't, you know, but to clarify before to clarify, they're not, they're not cutting back because they're not, they're not getting sales. They're cutting back because they're getting a better, a more of a positive reaction to fewer books. Right. I, I think they're probably getting more sales from le like, from like higher, higher sales from less books than, than flooding. So this is market. a different spin on, like the the 
I mean, back in the '90s when the comics took a took a bad turn, you know, it was just they, they were talking about like the industry was over. You know, nobody's reading comic books anymore. Now, then, th- this new perspective is that there are too many comics, so we have to stop yeah. making them because there's too much. Yeah, that's that's an interesting way of putting, of 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 explaining how you're going to be, you know, retracting the market. Well, it's it's addition by subtraction, right? I mean, it's almost. Uh, you know, if that's what it is. If you're flooding the market with stuff, he was talking about like the science fiction genre. He says that we're, we're, we're doing too much in this or that, that you almost kind of get lost. You know, you don't, you don't really stand out. I mean, Pat, the nice thing about your books in general, though, too, is you, especially your, your creator-owned Kickstarter stuff, is you have, you, you, you kind of narrow in on a niche um, in terms of like a certain audience appeal to it. So I think it, it's very distinctive, the stuff that you do, and you kind of build off of, of all the different uh, titles that you have. So it's actually easier to identify like what's a Pat Chan book, you know? Yeah. I mean, one, thank you. Cause that, that is what I aim for. But two, I do want to kind of um, expound on what you guys are saying. Cause I do think, um, I mean, personally from my friends in comics, I already am hearing what you guys are saying that people don't read comics anymore, that um, there is a, a crash happening not soon, but now, and um, that a lot of the, these companies that seem to be thriving and doing okay are going to have investors pull out, are going to kind of go away soon, you know? Um, and it, it's a scary time to live in. Uh, it's a scary time to be looking for work for hire, which is also one of my main motivations in sort of uh, removing myself, removing the, the necessity of work for hire uh, work, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, um, it's a scary time as far as that goes. Yeah. It's interesting too because Kickstarter is like one of the top ways that comic book creators actually make money. I think it's like one of the one of the top distribution platforms in terms of like comics. Graphic novels, though, are actually up. I mean, you have like the oh, major yeah. publishing, con- you know, the major major publishing companies who are you know racking it in sales wise. Uh, it's just it's tough. I think after a while too of like you know how many times can you see X Men be rebooted to get excited to want to go to comic book stores and. and I, I just yeah. think comic book stores in general, though, too, they have to pivot, you know, in order to survive. And it's and I, it's uh, it's uh, different forces are keeping each other back. Um, mm-hmm. There are certain people who are just collectors who always want the single issue to be the the main way of our industry. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, um, my my hope is that uh, that the industry turns an eye. Uh, toward what Scholastic is doing with graphics. Uh, one of the best-selling series of books this year um, and last year and the year before are all the graphic novels, and I'm going to get her name wrong, uh, that are put out by Raina Tagelmeier. Um, yeah. Smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yep. Chris Harris has books. mentioned her many times, actually. Oh, yeah. All those books outperform everything. He also has a big beard. Oh, he does? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, it's Beard Gang, dude, you know? Um, <laughs> All of those books outperform what the industry is doing traditionally. So yeah. I think um, it is time to look toward the graphic novel. And um, I think it goes down to certain things too as far as um, – and th- th- this is going to sound silly, but I think that Archaea had a cool idea back in the day when they were diversifying the shape of the books. They, they were mm. big, chunky hardcovers, some square, so, some oversized. I think that people still care about physical products. And yeah. we're asking them to, even though the single issue is not a very interesting physical product. You know? yeah. And um, yeah. we're in a binge era, and we're asking people to read 20 pages 
of an already breezy story. Once a month, dude, come on. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Well, that's, you, know? you know, that's funny. My Kickstarter model for this year is going to be released the first issue and then the very next Kickstarter is going to be, then it's the graphic novel version that's of it. What you do, man, for sure. That's, for that's, sure. I feel like first issue, there's still a novelty to a first issue. Uh, and then at that point, it's like, okay, let's just finish the story so that everyone kind of gets the story. And this way you can kind of have both. And, and with print-on-demand, too, I mean, you can, you can kind of, I mean, if people really want the, the floppies, I mean, you could print up a couple copies of floppies, and it's not going to sure. set your, your budget back. We got really nerdy here. Uh, we're comic book nerds at heart. Uh, Mr. Pachan, I want to thank you again for returning for the 870th time. Even though thank you, sir. Yeah. 205. Uh, go check out all his stuff. Where can we find <laughs> all? Where can I? Where can we find all of your awesome stuff? You find me at Pat Shan. My podcast is the Space Between Podcast. Uh, I have a new mm. Kickstarter launching for Destiny New York Volume Four on February fourth. And yeah, dude, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys this. After mm -hmm. this is done, mm -hmm. not tonight because I don't care mm -hmm. that much, but I care mm -hmm. a little bit. I'm going to look back in the past. I'm going to count my appearances, and mm -hmm. I would bet you. I would bet you seven dollars that it's at least Whoa. six. Dude. At Whoa, least six. Serious money. At least six. Serious money. At least seven. I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. You know what? You know what? Count me in. Hey, boom! <laughs> Count me in. Seven, 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 off. seven. Let's do it. That Let's is do half it. a beer. That is Wait. half a beer each when we go to the city. Yes. <laughs> Mike is saying I've been on four. I'm saying. At least six, Hassan. What do you think? Uh, I would say somewhere like maybe five. All right, be, All right. I would average it out. All right, this will be, this'll be uh, what is it? Uh, Price is right style too. Boom! Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's betting a dollar? All right, next week we're gonna dive a little deeper into the Oscars because they're coming up. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is cleaning up the awards. Is he gonna take home the award for Joker? Do we have another Joker Oscar? And probably some trailer will come out. We'll see you guys next week.